Bloodbath and Beyond, episode 23. I'm Casey Mitchum. No, I'm Burton Cody. And today, we're very sorry, because we're doing our first Jackie Chan movie, 1985's Police Story. It's action and horror, it's horror and action, it's Burt and Casey, it's Casey and Burt. Okay, so right at the top of the show here, you might have noticed that we're doing Police Story and not, as we promised last week, Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> Oops. Um, there's a certain curse that Bert and I have noticed when we try to announce an episode beforehand, uh, which is that, uh, for whatever reason, some mitigating circumstance will prevent us from doing the movies that we don't necessarily have our hands on already. Uh Jacob's Ladder is one of them. Neither of us owned it. We knew it was on Netflix, and conveniently enough, the night we announced it is the night Netflix pulled it from its service. Uh, the gods were not smiling upon us. <laughs> and neither was the Netflix CEO. Or they just wanted to make it a little more difficult us to earn so, that audience. But that's okay. That's okay. I mean, I'm sure it's a, it's a good movie, and I'm sure we'll get to it at some point. Yeah. But uh, I'm pretty excited because Bert not to build him up too much here is uh is a jackie super fan now i am a i am a jackie fan but i do not have uh the burton cody uh levels of devotion and bert's knowledge of jackie chan is one of the reasons i wanted to do this show in the first place so it's about time we got to this it's about time we got to this yeah uh let's take 23 episodes oddly enough the number of warren and hockey all my life so possibly a sign there you go. Also, only our second uh, Kung Fu review so far. Yeah. Uh, won't count us doing the top ten action with, you know, a couple of martial arts movies. So. Sure, sure. But, I mean, initially, uh, this was going to be a Kung Fu and slasher show, and it's kind of expanded into a whole bunch of other areas, which I like, which I like. But uh, here we are at Kung Fu, and with a pretty good one, guys. Uh, this is... Police Story, which, um, if you don't know, is one of the classics of Jackie's uh, peak Hong Kong period. Yeah, it's his personal favorite movie. Um, he'll still look at footage and go, take a look at that. It's still the best. <laughs> 30 years later, still the best. <laughs> He's very proud of it. He direct- It's his, um, let's see, he did Young Master. I think this is his fourth directorial effort after Young Master, Dragon Lord, and just uh, two years before this one, uh, Project A. And you can see a definite improvement upon his directing. Uh, no, I also, he made this out of uh, frustration with uh, the film The Protector from 85, too, yeah. right? Like, he was he wanted to show them again how it's done and how you're supposed to use him. Yeah, interestingly enough, uh, Jackie had made... Well, he was in Cannonball Run 2, I want to say, mm-hmm. as sort of a support role. And then Robert Klaus, the director of Enter the Dragon use Jackie in this strange but uh, movie I kind of enjoy called uh, The Big Brawl, or also known as Battle Creek Brawl. Uh, that's kind of his first American starring movie, and he fights like a bunch of pro wrestlers in a big fighting tournament. It's pretty cool, actually. It's a good time. Um, and then, a few years later, just before Police Story, he made The Protector with Danny Aiello. And Jackie couldn't stand uh, the take on action he hated his character who had to swear he hated the unnecessary nudity he hated these things so much that um he has his own personal cut of the movie where he's edited in his own you know there's like a scene with a bunch of women and all of a sudden they're fully clothed as opposed to the american version and his fight with bill wallace which is actually pretty good in the hong kong version uh it gets redone really well, and it's got a better rhythm to it. Because uh, one of the things I will go on and on about with Jackie, <laughs> and what sets him apart is, I think, the greatest kung fu star ever. I think he's the best ever. Um, is his sense of timing and rhythm. Yeah, it's oh, just very strong. Yeah, it's like music for him. He, he just has such a, a, a natural ability. And he would think this stuff up on the fly. Sure. Just like, this sounds like a good idea right now. Yeah. Let's go for that. And we, I mentioned that we did, you know, we talked a little bit about martial arts movies also on our top ten action lists. And the number one movie was The Raid. The director of that movie, Gareth Evans, has frequently cited Police Story, you know, along with a few other select 
you know, Jackie movies is a very big inspiration. And that's part of the reason we're doing this movie anyway, anyways, in preparation for the release of The Raid 2. On my uh, on my Dragon Dynasty uh, copy of this movie on DVD, it was also mentioned by both Bay Logan and Brett Ratner that uh, it was specifically because Ratner had watched Police Story that he wanted Chan for the part in Rush Hour, which had not been written for him initially. Yeah, Brett said he wanted to bring, you know, at least some of that Police Story magic, you know, in an American movie. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think... As much as he could have been, with uh, a much older Jackie Chan, he was mostly successful, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, those that, those films have uh, a lot of fans. Yeah, he was like 45 or something when he made that. So, you know, good on him. Uh, good on him. But, I mean, The Protector at this period kind of disillusioned Chan away from the Hollywood style. It did. Uh, he didn't make a Hollywood movie for a very long time. and I guess Rush Hour was kind yeah, of the that... first one. That brought him back. I mean, because yeah. all the other movies that we that we you know that were released in theaters over here as Jackie Chan movies were just dubbed over uh, Hong Kong films. Yeah, the first of which was uh, Rumble in the Bronx. I remember that was the big splash, and that's the way a lot of Americans mm-hmm. uh, were able to have Jackie as a household name. What were some of the other ones that hit? I think Mr. Nice Guy. Mr. Uh, nice Guy. Uh, and Operation then, uh, Condor Two. Drunken Master 2 came here as Legend of Drunken Master. Yeah, um, probably the best of out of all of those dubs because it didn't cut out too much. It only <laughs> cut out like the last gag, which was really stupid anyways, where Jackie is, part of his brain has been eaten away by the industrial alcohol and he's like, he's acting like he's retarded at the end of the Ooh. movie. I'm actually glad they removed that. I've never actually seen that cut, so I'm I'm glad that's gone too. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, um, that movie's mostly intact. Uh, they changed the music and the sound effects. You don't hear that great Wong Fei Hung theme because it is a Wong Fei Hung movie. You don't hear that dung 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 dung. You don't hear that. But I don't I don't think Western viewers would even recognize that yeah. as the Wong Fei Hung theme. Exactly, and you know Jackie and Anita Moy were able to dub themselves <laughs> in that one too. Although Anita- my. My main memory of 90s Jackie Chan theatrical releases is that they all seem to end with the song Kung Fu Fighting. Yeah. <laughs> they, they'd always, like, tap that <laughs> on to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, in a way, I kind of hate that uh, Rumble in the Bronx was the first big Jackie from Hong Kong export to this country because compared to movies like Police Story, it's kind of a neutered, uh, one of his more neutered movies. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have because uh, Jackie broke his ankle late in the filming. That one they didn't get to do like a big elaborate fight scene as the ah. finale like they wanted, and that's what that movie was missing. So it's it's a decent enough you know Jackie entry, so you can do a sure. lot worse than that. Well, you know, I, I'm gonna go ahead with this movie and just say that the plot is not that important. <laughs> it really isn't. It's uh, Jackie's storytelling abilities weren't quite there yet. As a filmmaker. And uh, one of the screenwriters voiced that when writing the film, all he'd really get from Jackie was just Jackie telling him, like, the prop he wanted to use in a fight scene and telling him, just write around that so I can get to that prop. Figure out how to put a bus in this movie. Figure out how to put a ladder in this scene. Like, just, that's all I need from you. So it wasn't... Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, to get it, clearly, uh, the stunts were the most important thing. And while that's true of a lot of kung fu movies, I feel like it's especially true here. Yeah, it, it's kind of like a musical, you know. The, the plot is a, a, a catalyst just to get, you know, from the next action sequence, you know, to the other. And it, it, I think it works really well. And It's a lean, mean movie. It's only, like, 90 minutes. Uh, the plot is basically Jackie Chan and his uh, police force have sort of botched a sting operation and their target has gone free. He hasn't been arrested. Or he was arrested, but the trial goes totally awry. And to get revenge on Jackie, the gangsters frame him for a murder of another police officer. And Jackie has to prove his innocence and go completely nuts and beat the tar out of all the bad guys. And when we say prove his innocence, we just mean he beats the crap out of the people that framed him. <laughs> like, there's... There's no evidence or police work to be found. <laughs> there really isn't, and would it really have added a whole lot to the movie? No, no, no. no. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, even uh, you know, a movie like The Raid, that was just a bunch of guys got to get a drug lord. Sure, but, but, but yeah, but the difference between like, The Raid and this is that The Raid had a lot more action instead of... like This, this movie has quite a bit of filler. 
Yeah, it has a lot of like the slapstick Hong Kong humor. And it doesn't always work. No, no. I will say it is a big step up from like the stinky feet gags Jackie used to do in his uh, traditional kung fu days, like in Drunken Master, the original. I'd say it's a big step up. Oh, I no, I would agree with that. Yeah. But but not not all of the humor is hitting its mark for me. Um, mm-hmm. For for example, uh, there's a sequence in the movie where Jackie is manning um, the. Uh, police department office by himself and he's answering four or five telephones and you know and he, so it's so there's the comedy of him like with all these corded phones wrapping around each other and he's sliding back and forth between yeah. between desks and like the visual of that is funny but the actual material is just like him kind of being unsympathetic to rape victims and women who've been beaten by their spouses <laughs> it's just like it's like it's like oh oh sorry were you raped no i was beaten why would you say that to me <laughs> You know, like it's it, like, and it's just like Jackie. We're like, oh, brother, and like that doesn't. I, I you know, maybe it could have been funnier if the context wasn't women, right? If, <laughs> if it wasn't so dark, yeah. You yeah, know. It, they they would. I mean, if, if it was about like petty thieves and you know, uh, like disputes over trash cans or something in front of somebody in front of a neighbor's house but it's just it's like i was raped and he's like oh i'm sorry were you the one beat no i was the rape victim and he's you know it's just kind of it's a little it's he's trying to be a little too wacky with something that's not really funny yeah but, but, I, but the visual of the corded phones is fun yeah it's, like the, his physical comedy and then he tries to eat like some ramen noodles with uh, pencils yeah, he ends no, up eating the erasers. See, that works. I, but again, that that's an example of like the screenwriting not really mattering, as opposed to just the physical things he wants to get on screen here. Yeah. And I, th- I think that was before like a gag where he just steps up, steps on some cow poop, and has I, to like break dance it off his feet. Yeah. <laughs> and then that that really bizarre sequence uh, where. Um, Maggie Chung, who is a witness that he's protecting, sets him up by recording what sounds like Jackie having sex with her. It's, but it's uh, actually... Bridget Lynn. Oh, Bridget. I'm sorry, Bridget Lynn. I'm I mixed up Maggie Chung. The, the two girl. There's two girlfriends in this picture, technically. Yeah. Uh, Bridget Lynn is the star witness, and the one Jackie is way more interested in, and she yes. is the kind of former girlfriend of the main gangster Chuto. Mm-hmm. But but there, there's a there's this long sequence of her accident like pretending to accidentally sit on a cactus and getting her shirt wet and just saying suggestive things so that he looks like a laughing stock in the courtroom. Yeah, I feel like that's the kind of humor that would have been hilarious in Hong Kong, and it and over in the West it just doesn't quite hit. Right. Well, because you're because you're like. Like, the judge is sitting there laughing, and you're thinking, like, would a judge really be laughing at something like this? Because, at, you know, at be- at worst, this is a cop that's having sex with his witnesses and putting it on tape. Yeah. It's, it, that's, not a, that's not a funny situation in a, in a courtroom. I did like the scene where Jackie, to convince Bridget Lynn to uh, have him as her bodyguard, he has one of his police buddies pretend to be an assassin with a knife. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. Because no, it's so uh, goofy, and it's like, okay, at this point, she's got to realize that this guy really isn't trying to kill her. He's, like, stabbing everywhere around her on purpose. And he's wearing a really goofy mask. Yeah. And yeah, no, I, I enjoyed stuff like that, because, you know, I, I, that's, that, that sort of fits the, the action comedy motif a little better. Yeah. Um, but since you mentioned action, holy cow, this movie does have... I think at least two of you know Jackie's best sequences of his career, and uh, one of them, I, one of, yeah, one of them is a car chase, and that's what opens up the movie. <clears throat> uh, the, ini- the initial like sting operation happens in like this uh, shanty town, a squatter village in Hong Kong, and the bad guys realizing they can't drive around it decide to drive through it, and so Jackie drives through it too. So I was wondering, did they just? find a real squatter village, tell everybody to leave, and it's like, oh, we're going to wreck everything, so... Yeah, the, it, you definitely get that impression. <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty insane. Um, also during this sequence, one of the stuntmen actually gets hit by the car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which, which, is a, which is a running theme in this movie, where Jackie, several of Jackie's stuntmen almost die, and Jackie is just so pumped about making the movie that he just keeps filming. 
Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure all of the actors did all of their own stunts. I don't know if Bridget Lynn did that thing where she was thrown from the one building into a pool. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, that, that was probably the one thing she's like, I am not doing that. Because that's a that was a long fall. That was, I don't know what, two hundred feet or something. It was crazy yeah. into a pool. I don't even like cannon doing a cannonball fifteen feet into a pool. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So and it was shot from like far away. Um, but so it could have easily been one of his stuntmen in a wig. Yeah, Bridget Lynn. Oh, she has her hair in that '80s short haircut. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it could have been just a guy from way far away. But if it was, if you know, if it was her, good on her. You know, well, Bridget Lynn. She did a lot of uh, swordplay martial arts movies after this. You know, like uh, *Bride with White Hair*, uh, *Ashes of Time*, uh, *East Is Red*. Where she played Asia the Invincible, which is a uh, a transgender uh, kung fu villain, but she's kind of like an anti-hero. Uh, that's actually a pretty good series, uh, sword, huh. the Swordsman series. Okay. So I highly recommend those. Well, she takes a beating here. She, uh, I don't think she worked with Jackie again <laughs> after this movie. Does she have? A, I can't remember if she has a cameo in part two or not, but she definitely doesn't do any action in part two. She's thrown around. She has her hair pulled. She's kicked through. <laughs> she gets kicked into obstacles. like really thick panes of glass, and she has this expression of agony on her face that looks very authentic. At one point, uh, Jackie trips over a guy that's that's holding her by the throat, and she lands on top of him. <laughs> and then she gets thrown onto a table that's covered in nothing but like glass and what looks like Christmas ornaments. Yeah, she's just arm dragged into that table, and it looks ruthless yeah and bridget lynn was a very big star at the time you know up until when she retired with uh chunking express her last movie Mm -hmm. and she was a big like tv star in taiwan and hong kong and she was doing movies at the same time so it was kind of a big deal for jackie to have her in the movie sure well you know since we're since we're on the topic of the ladies real quick i want to bring up uh maggie chung who i accidentally said when we were talking about bridget lynn uh maggie chung who would go on to be a much bigger star (laughs) Oh, yeah. She is actually not a fan of these movies because she just plays the dopey girlfriend that gets kicked around a lot. And she's in all of the super cop. I mean, it's the police story slash super cop movies. Uh, yeah. And he the thing is, he's not e- she's not even like the girlfriend that he even seems to like. No, he's terrible to her. He's a complete jerk to her. <laughs> he's awful. It's like she's the most patient girlfriend I've ever seen. Yeah, and he's just he is persistently awful. Uh and it's not it's not even just like her thinking that he's trying to sleep with this witness. Like he would if he could. <laughs> if he yeah. With it. He totally would have. Um there's the scene where she's running up some steps towards the end of the movie and the main bad guys kick her down the stairs and then they punt her like a football down the second flight of stairs. <laughs> yeah. Not once, but twice. Like, geez, what did she do? I mean, Maggie Chung would later go on to have, you know, like, be in the film Hero as Flying Snow, and she would do a lot of very serious acting roles. And Yeah, she did that movie where she played a heroin addict. I think it's called Clean. Clean, yeah. yeah and then and she did uh, 2046. 20, uh, she's been in a lot of Wong Kar Wai movies, you know, In the yeah. Mood for Love. Uh, That's right. So... Yeah, she became a very serious dramatic actress following these movies, probably because she never wanted to do that kind of stunt yeah. work again. Where she was, playing. yeah, she was in uh, Heroic Trio. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But that's, but a, that's that, a fun movie. But that's that's more in like the Wu Jia style. That's more the. Yeah, Johnny Toe is not a director to like really want to hurt his actors. Yeah, he's <clears> not a director that's going to ask her to fall down two flights of stairs. Yeah, I can't remember. I think it was Bridget Lin who's who was in an interview and she's going. Oh, I was telling Jackie, it's like, Jackie, this could seriously hurt me. He's like, eh, I won't kill you. <laughs> well, that's a lot of... Yeah. <laughs> Let, that's, that's a good note to talk about these specific stunt scenes we like on, because that laissez-faire attitude toward the, uh, toward the well-being of his actors. And himself. And himself. Oh, no, Jackie will not ask anybody to do something that he wouldn't do himself, but still, there's a lot of people who are perhaps... You know, they're still skilled. His stunt team is not made up of anybody that's not up to the task. Mm. But I, don't, I, I sometimes wonder if they truly knew what they were in for going into this movie. Yeah, uh, that car chase we were mentioning, it ends up with Jackie using an umbrella to hook onto a, a double-decker bus. Mm-hmm. 
and he gets slung around. It's pretty thrilling. He gets it's, eventually thrown off. Yeah, that's the scene where you can most clearly see, at least in this film, um, Jackie's influence by uh, Hollywood silent film slapstick stars. Yeah, like vaudeville, in a, in particular Buster Keaton. So, and I would I would even say uh, Harold Lloyd. Yeah, he even duplicated uh, the Harold Lloyd clock tower stunt, but he made it more Jackie-fied in Project A, where he falls through the awnings and hits the ground with his face. And yes. then you know it's Jackie because the camera never cuts. It just zooms in, and then you see it's Jackie writhing in pain. <laughs> and in uh, Project A 2, he does the Buster Keaton stunt with uh, the front of like a house falling on top of him, but the window... Is mm-hmm. where his head goes through, so it doesn't hurt him. So, so the the influence is clearly there, but the I mean, the height of this bus scene though really is uh, Jackie stopping the bus and having those three criminals fly out the front of the front window and onto the street. I think that more than anything makes me hurt the most in this movie. It makes me hurt too, especially because uh, I listened to the interview with Jackie on the DVD where he says that's not how the stunt was supposed to go. No, no. Uh, the stunt was supposed to end with the guys landing on the car hood, which they'd all planned for, but the bus had uh, a certain kind of break, and they didn't know about it because they didn't rehearse any of the stunts because they had t- they had a two million dollar budget. So, yeah. he, so he said, he said, we just learned on the go. We just get in the bus and see how it stopped. So, th- so the bus stops five feet short of what it's supposed to hit, and all of these guys land on the pavement, and one seems to land right on his neck. I, I don't know how those guys all died or ended up. Wheelchair, wheel, wheelchair bound for the rest of their lives. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, according to Jackie, he was just like, he's like, you know, a normal person would say, oh, call 911. Call 911. He said, but not me. I'm going to get my shot. So I ran around <laughs> into the bus and did my whole thing. And... <laughs> Jackie, I think it, like in this particular instance, that's not something to be proud of. Yeah. <laughs> These three guys look like they could have died. Like more than anybody else in this movie. Eh? And they won't be the last. No. <laughs> um, that particular stunt was duplicated in the uh, Stallone and uh, Kurt Russell picture, uh, Tango and Cash. Mm-hmm. But it's like guys crashing through, like uh, I think it's like an 18-wheeler truck. Yeah. And it's cut in a way, so, okay, they don't land just in one big shot. You know, on the ground, because in police and probably 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 rehearsed under controlled conditions. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> here you know, like I was just mentioning, Hollywood movies will kind of cut around stuff, kind of build up the action. Mm-hmm. Uh, what separates Hong Kong movies and what helps them make make them so thrilling is they never cut away. They don't have any cutaways. They just have the guys. You see a full shot of the bus driving up to Jackie. It stops. And then you just see the all three guys pile onto the pavement head first. Yeah, it's yeah. it looks it looks horrendous. Yeah, I remember showing it to my mom. She's like, "Did they pad that?" I'm like, "How are they going to pad that?" That's a street. <laughs> yeah, it's a street. <laughs> they're, they're not. That's not even like a street on a set. They're just filming that on some street somewhere. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, David Cronenberg when he was making uh, a history of violence and. He was asking the stunt people in uh, a sex scene. I was like, oh, I don't want the actors to hurt themselves on the stairs. Do you have, like, fake stairs you could use? And they all just laughed at him. Like, fake stairs. So Viggo Mortensen and the actress ended up getting, like, real bruises on their backs and because of that. Oof. And for, yeah, most directors don't want to hurt their actors like that. But, but Jackie wants to get his shot and prove yeah. something here. So uh, there's, another, there's another scene right after that. Uh, pretty shortly after that, where he's fighting all of those guys in the car. I I love that sequence, but there is one shot where he is almost visibly hit by a car and just leaps over it just in time to land on the hood. Because, like, those two, those two cars crash right into one another. Oh, yeah, the guys with the baseball bats, yeah. Yes. Oh, God, I love that fight scene. <laughs> Jackie, Jackie, Jackie drop kicks that one guy through the windshield. It's so brilliant because there's, like, um, he, like, punches one of the guys... And he's just kind of like writhing around. Jackie fights a few more. He gets back on top of the car and then does like the big drop kick, double drop kick thing and kicks him right through the windshield, man. It's so cool. It's really cool looking. Yeah. Oh, man. It just Jackie just has a, a wonderful sense of knowing, you know, okay, ba 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 ba. Okay, we'll do that. And then we're going to do one of the big moves. And the big move there was him 
you know, drop kicking the dude. Yeah. Well, so cool. the thing, you know, you talked about Jackie Chan's timing, but really the other the other thing that really sets him apart from any other martial arts star I can think of is that improvisational style, like uh, just that he can he can take any prop and make something extraordinary out of it. Uh, you know, in this in this movie, you know, the film that the way he works around uh, that you know just works around uh, fighting on and off the car. Uh, in Police Story Two, it's the playground, or uh, you know, in another movie, it's you know him just using a ladder in an extended fight sequence, or uh, several 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 panes of glass later in this film. Hmm. But he always he always like has a sense of the environment, like the back grounds and what's in them always matters in a, in a Jackie Chan fight scene and I always appreciate that yeah he has a wonderful sense of what's there and his geography and that's reflected in his directing um, I think he's a fantastic director you mm-hmm. know just because of his action scenes and I think his, act, his directing also like traditionally improved I think Project A2 and uh, Miracles are probably his better directed movies overall mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember him going on Conan O'Brien's show years ago, and Conan goes, hey, Jackie, let's do an action scene. And so Jackie's, like, just on the spot, utilizing Conan and what's around them. He's like, okay, uh, going to use this pillow. It's a death pillow. And death Conan, pillow. you're going to do this. You're going to try to hit me, and then I'm going to duck. And then you, then I'm going to throw the death pillow, and you're going to dodge it. And he had it, like, timed out just right. I'm like... Holy cow, like, he just has this wonderful sense of, like, improv, improvising, like he's a jazz musician or something. Yeah, and, and that just shows, like, that's that's his talent. He does it quick. He can come up with these things that are just <clears throat> so marvelous, and it, it truly is, like you said, it's just, an improv- it's just improvisational genius. Yeah. Um, these movies, these Hong Kong movies were made in a hurry. Mm-hmm. They're probably, I, I wouldn't doubt that the shooting schedule of this movie was like a month or something. Made, they're, made, they're made quick and they're made cheap. Yeah, they did the... Jackie did this movie. He did uh, My Lucky Stars with Sammo. He did Heart of a Dragon with Sammo. Uh, all within the same year. And he might have done like one other movie. Oh yeah, The Protector. Uh, what helped expedite the shooting process was that none of these movies were shot for sound. And you notice that, you know, Jackie, Bridget, Maggie, uh, their voices were not their own. They were always dubbed over by, like, the same handful of actors. And, like, all of the big Hong Kong movies, you know. There was, like, the guy that always dubbed Jackie. And it sounds nothing like his real voice. It's more like a high-pitched voice. And, like, and I've heard Jackie speak Canto and Mandarin. Sounds nothing like this guy. Really? So so even even in the uh, the original Chinese movies, they're dubbed? I did not know that. Yeah. Um, well, it just helped the shooting process, and it freed them. You know, they wouldn't have to worry about, like, boom mic getting in the shot sure. or whatever. You know, they could just use the environment as they wanted to. All they had to worry about was just the camera and the lights. You know? So none of, the, none of the times I hear him in this movie is his actual voice. No. That's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that at all. And you know what, subtitled purists? That might be some more proof that that you're not necessarily hearing the, mo- the movie the way it was originally intended. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you could argue, well, it was always intended to be dubbed. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It's, it's been dubbed from the start. Well, that would also help them to ship the movies out to Taiwan and mainland China sure. and Japan because they could just do the Mandarin tracks and the Japanese tracks all at the same time, you know. And Jackie made a lot of money, and especially in the Taiwan and Japanese markets. I think he even at a, at the time had a, a contract with Mitsubishi. Mm-hmm. For a long time in his movies, he always drove like a Mitsubishi car, or he had like an Armor of God, like this uh, James Bond. Uh, actually, it was more like the Tumbler from uh, Bat, the new Batman movies, because like a, an escape pod. Jackie Pod pops out of this Mitsubishi car to an escape <laughs> an explosion. <laughs> Let's let's talk about the centerpiece of this film. Yes. The wing on mall fight. This uh, is my favorite fight scene Jackie's ever done. It's definitely up there. Yeah, it's my favorite. Um, I think Drunken Master Two is his best movie. Mm-hmm. I think Casey agrees with me. Yeah, but absolutely. The mall brawl is just—I <laughs> don't know how to explain it. Like. We kind of touched upon it earlier with, you know, the glass that the actresses went through. 
There is more glass broken in this fight scene than in a Stone Cold Steve Austin entrance compilation video. <laughs> it's And it's a special kind of extra thick sugar glass because Jackie didn't like the way the other fake glass broke on camera. <laughs> of course he didn't. Of course he didn't. <laughs> and the extra thick, of course, hurt a lot more. Sure. Uh, there's that shot where Jackie's head gets rammed into it, and it just shatters pretty convincingly. Uh, there's a part where Jackie uh, does a twirling kick on a guy and sends him spinning into the glass. That is so cool. <laughs> there is a there is a scene where Jackie excessively gets on a dirt bike and drives a guy's back, back first through several panes of sugar glass. <laughs> there, there's my favorite with the glass. It's where he sort of scoops up a guy... And spins him around like a yo-yo into like two panes of glass in the corner of like a, a Barbie doll display. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. And you know, like I was mentioning with um, the that sort of rhythm Jackie has, like ba 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 ba, and then it has like the big, like really big cool moment to follow it. This happens over and over and over and over in this fight scene. Yeah, and it's just relentless. It's just a huge barrage and. Jackie gets beat up just as badly, if not worse, than the bad guys. Ah, uh, there's a... Oh, well, yeah, okay. I, there's a couple bad guys I feel really sympathetic for, though. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, I want to yeah, I want to say... Um, Everybody in that escalator sequence. Yeah. There's one guy who gets... Um, this is one of those sequences where I think the guy... Actually, you know what? I'm going to... There's two sequences, back-to-back, where I think the stuntman could have easily died here. Uh, The the first is the scene where Jackie just throws the guy in the space between the two escalators. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) He sort of, like... uh tumbles him over like a like a jujitsu throw and then like just catapults him down into the in between the escalators it's crazy yeah and then there's the other guy i mean who just slides in the space between escalators which is just that like that it's the uh the metal sliding space but if he had fallen wrong he would have broken his neck on either of the bars there was no space for them to. Like he's, he, that is a legit lucky move that that, ma- that stuntman didn't kill himself for that yeah. shot. I, I think it was Fung Hak On who had probably the more painful things happen to him because he's kind of the number two bad guy. He's Chu To's mm-hmm. nephew. He, he's the guy in the white suit. Okay. I remember Jackie, yeah, he kicks him and then he flips and he lands like face first on the, on the escalator as it's moving. Oh, that. See, everything with the escalator. <laughs> and he's the guy Jackie lifts into the air, throws him into one, like, glass display, and then he sort of dunks his head into the glass underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> and Bridget Lynn whacks him in the back with a baseball bat. She's just whacking him in the back with a baseball bat. She, she throws the baseball bat through a glass pane to hit him. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Jackie goes, oh, it has to go through glass. <laughs> everything has to go through glass. Break everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, also of note is the evolution of Jackie's abilities. Hmm. Um, just a few years before this, Jackie made two movies with um, Korean Hapkido master Wong In Sik, and he noted that Jackie's kicking was kind of weak. He didn't have you know really powerful kicks and. Powerful kicks to this guy are probably like the kind that'll go through a brick wall. Yeah. And he taught Jackie certain like Korean style kicks. And you saw a little bit of that in Project A, but you really see it here. Jackie does this move, man. It just blows on every time I see it because it's in that part where he's in the more expansive area fighting guys. Just boom, 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 boom. And he does like this 360 in the air. And then, you know, he completes it by doing like... To turn it into a 720, he does another 360 sweep. The the one in the air knocks one guy, and then the sweep knocks another guy. It is oh, yeah, so that, cool. That looks it looks really graceful. Yeah, it's that was the kind of kicking Jackie brought to this movie, and I don't think it was better than any other movie he did before or since. He upped his game. Oh, he he truly did. And I remember he uses like one of those uh, mirrors. He's sort of uh, like one of those flip mirrors that you see in like college. Oh man. Systems. Yeah, that there's just there's so much going on in this scene that it's hard to just sit back and remember everything. Yeah, uh, 
And you'll just see how tough Jackie is because the bad guys throw him over a ledge. He goes through glass and like um, sort of like a wood awning display. Falls through that and then he just gets right back up and runs back up the escalator to fight. <laughs> which, which, which all culminates in a beautiful sequence. <laughs> yeah. Where Jackie uh, knows that he, he won't be able to catch the main criminal in time if he takes the stairs. <laughs> yeah, he's about to get away with the MacGuffin piece of the whole fight scene, and that's like the computer evidence. evidence. Yes, a chuto. I was always wondering, why didn't they just run into, uh, I don't know, a shredder or something really fast? Right? <laughs> they just have to carry it with them out of there. But, yeah. <laughs> One of his craziest stunts he's ever done, or Jackie. Okay. So, have you heard Jackie describe this stunt before? No. Okay, this is what he says on the DVD. He says that he was sta- that they had they once again there was no rehearsal. Jackie wanted to wanted everything to feel real, so he made sure everything was really electrical. <laughs> There's Christmas he, lights all over it, yeah. Yeah, it's it's swarming with Christmas lights. Uh, that the that he he was standing on the ledge, which was which was a standard rounded mall ledge, and was not a ledge that was safe for him to stand on. So if he'd even slipped before it was time to roll, he would have died. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no padding underneath. There's no padding it's underneath. Glass. He, he calls it a candy house, by which I think he means it's made of sugar glass. <laughs> <laughs> so just there was just a candy house underneath me. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's he's talking about how he told the cameraman, "When I nod my head, that's when you roll." Because he was terrified of jumping off the ledge, he said, "Even he said even to start the stunt, I have to jump eight feet across to grab this this metal pole. So if I'd fallen even a little bit short, and he said I didn't get to run at it or anything, I just had to make a a sheer leap, eight feet across a ledge, uh, to grab this pole." And he said that he was standing there and he was terrified and he kept looking down and the cameraman interpreted him looking down and up again as a nod and he heard all the camera equipment rolling and he wasn't ready. And he, he, he said, he said, but it's very expensive to pay for all that film. There's 12 cameras on me. So I just jumped and he, he jumps and it, it just, it's a stunt so nice. They show it three times in a row. Yeah. In just the like the clock tower in uh, project day. Yeah, it's it's a scene that they can only shoot once. So if he'd if he'd you know messed it up, it wouldn't have been in the movie. Uh, but he slides all the way down. All the ele- all of the Christmas lights are busting and shooting sparks everywhere. Uh, the the metal pole was heated from all the lights. Of course. So he burned all the skin on his hand off. But 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 in in the scene in the scene you see him fall, hit the the candy house, and. And he just gets up and runs and attacks one of the actors. He's so hyped on adrenaline that he's continuing to shot. And the way he describes it is that the actor immediately said, "Stop, Jackie! You're killing me," because Jackie was too, Jackie was so pumped on adrenaline that he was going way too rough on the actor. He also dislocated his pelvis falling through that, <laughs> which is but, I've never really heard of that happening to anybody. According to him, though, he said all the women crying. Maggie Chung crying, Bridget Lynn crying, everyone crying. He said, we, sh- we shot that at six in the morning. I'm so I'm so pumped. I say let's go get a beer. So we all drank beer at six a.m. Oh <laughs> he's a certifiably insane person. I, God, I, I, he's that's one reason he's a hero of mine. He's crazy. <laughs> um, that, that that is a clear demonstration of it. Yeah. Uh, I did want to bring up um, Rhythm again, okay. and it's this exchange he has really fast with Fung Hak Ong, um, and they're just going at it, and Jackie's going bananas, and the rhythm feels so natural on it, and just the camera is just following them, ba 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 and then Jackie punches two mirrors, <laughs> like two little mirrors because he's missed Fung Hak Ong's face, and it's like, that rhythm... I didn't. I haven't really seen anywhere else except for like Bruce Lee in his prime. You know when he did that fight with uh, Chuck Norris and Way of the Dragon. It's and just the, right up there. And you know all those the dubbed in uh, sound effects of the of the hits are just so on point. That <laughs> keeps the rhythm going exactly the way it's supposed to look. Oh, those foley artists in Hong Kong, they're the best. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
they got to keep up with all that craziness. I mean, they're so good that most people who imitate kung fu moves just do the foley sounds while they're moving their hands and legs. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, just a really, really terrific sequence. And I, I think will go down in film history. It's just as, one of the best ever. And one that I don't think you can ever do again. No, you can't. You can't. I, I don't even think you can make films this way anymore. I, there's, there are laws to protect actors and stunt people from doing movies like this anymore. Yeah, like, I think the most painful thing to me, I remember in the raid, was that guy getting kicked across the balcony and he lands on his back and it breaks mm-hmm. him in half. I think they did that with some special effects. Yeah. I bet Jackie would have said, oh, no, no, we'll just do it real. Throw, yeah, throw me off the ledge. <laughs> throw me off the ledge, man. If, if I nod my head, that means we're rolling. <laughs> Jackie also said this interview that he that he gets angry when directors cut for his own safety. <laughs> so he just tells them, no, when I say cut, that's when you cut on a stunt. Yeah, and he's incredibly demanding. of, And I think he's you know lightened up a little bit in his older age. He's about 60 now, or he's in his 60s. Yeah, Jackie's not going to do anything like this anymore. Jackie kind of, you know, for a while he said, oh, you know, I'm going to retire from action movies after I do such and such. And that was like 10 years ago. And he's doing like all those big spectacle movies now, like uh, Little Big Soldier and uh, 1911. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, was it the Shinjuku incident? Yeah, that's more of his like dark, violent turn he's trying to take. Uh, yeah, he's he's trying to really... You know, maintain his career, but not take so many bumps. Yeah, I I'm surprised the man can still walk, right? Or yeah. even hold a glass of water. I I mean, I've seen I saw like a special on old pro football players who are like defensive linemen, mm-hmm. and their bodies were so mangled and like this guy's legs looked like they were zigzags the from all the hits he took and sure or or even um. Mick Foley, I mean, there's a lot of wrestlers that can barely move, but Foley is a... He, he took the kind of bumps that Jackie Chan would take if he was a wrestler. Yeah. You know, he's, he's put through flaming tables or falls off a... You know, a, a falls off the ceiling and then through the ceiling of a cage. Oh, you know, God, he's, yeah. It's just that, that there's a lot of athletes and a lot of performers that do horrific things to themselves, and for whatever reason, they're not as physically well off as Jackie Chan still seems to be. Yeah, Jackie did uh, a new police story last year. Mm-hmm. Obviously not up to the action standards of this one, but like Casey and I said, we're not going to see that ever again. <laughs> no, no. And uh, and I don't think Jackie has any, can reasonably expect that, you know, it's going to be that way anymore either. No, I just don't. I just don't think you can make movies like this anymore. And I don't mean like in the you don't. You, they just don't make them like they used to. Since I mean that there are laws now. <laughs> like yeah. People have people have seen what happened to Jackie and what happened to all his stuntmen and his other movies. And even you know even in Hong Kong, they're probably not going to let that stuff happen so much anymore. Oh no, no. And Hong Kong has adapted a lot of CG tech into their movies too, which it looks really bad most of the time. <laughs> And a lot of the, a lot more fight scenes are moving toward wire work, and they've been wire work for a long time, about twenty well, sure. years. Well, so. sure, sure, but I feel like it's been more prevalent in the last decade than. Oh yeah, I mean, you would, guys like Ching Siu Tong, who was one of the big wire foo guys, doing more movies or directing uh, more. Like he did the action for a hero, for instance. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's this is a very special time, this mm-hmm. period of Jackie's career. I'd say from. Dragon Lord until Drunken Master Two, yeah, is his, is his golden age. That's the peak period. Yeah, and Dragon, and, uh, yeah, the golden age of Hong Kong kung fu cinema, really too. I mean, not not in the like the sense of like, oh, the Shaw Brothers, because that's I mean, that's the true golden age. But this just feels like you're right. It's just a very special time, and I, I, you must worry once you've seen them all that you're just never gonna see anything like those again. You just get to revisit them over and over. But yeah. Um, I think there are actors, kung fu actors, who were better fighters, like Sammo Hung. Mm-hmm. I think there are others that were better acrobats, like Yuen Biao or, oh, yes. or, or Tony Jaw now. I think they're better doing flips and stuff than Jackie. Mm-hmm. But it's Jackie's creativity and his reckless abandon and just uh, is this entertainment value is just so high that I, th- I, I think that's why he's the best. 
Yeah, I think Jackie is a film performer's martial artist. You know, like he, I, th- those other guys, they could do a stage show and look just as good. Uh, but with Jackie, I feel like he, he, he gained something from being on film, from being able to set up all these sequences. And I, I don't know, there, there's just, there's something much more cinematic to Jackie than some of the others that were given there, even though I love their films. Yeah, well, I think Jackie could do a stage show. I mean, he was trained with Sammo since childhood and sure. going be out to do a uh, Peking opera. I guess what I'm trying to say is just that I, I feel like Jackie is the he's like the ultimate stunt man, you know. That's I, I I just feel like he really thrives in a film environment where he can just sort of create these sequences and create sto- like stories and I I feel like I'm being a vague here and I apologize. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I, I you know, I agree with you in many ways. Um Jackie knows where to put the camera and how to shoot it better than anybody. Mm-hmm. He really does. Um, Sammo directed him in uh, one of my favorite Jackie fights, like top three. You know, Heart of a Dragon, into that. Jackie uses a gun, and that's some of the most hardcore fighting I think Jackie's ever done. Probably even more so than Police Story. But Police Story had that that reckless abandon to it that, you know, it's just unheard of, unseen, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, th- I think that's because of Sammo. I think him being a better fighter overall. Sure. I think it's well, close, I'd... close call though. Yeah. Well, so uh, what you know, I, my overall opinion of this movie, uh, I'm gonna fall on the side of, I think that this is the perfect example of Jackie Chan the martial artist, Jackie Chan the stuntman. But it's not; it doesn't have the same charm in regards to the to Jackie Chan as the character performer or Jackie Chan the storyteller. Um, I the story doesn't do it for me. The slap the slapstick is not where it's going to eventually be in things like Drunken Master Two, where I think he really perfects it. With or the even that. the Project Day movies. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think I think he'll perfect that later. But if you're looking for if you know if you're if you're used to the Hollywood style Jackie Chan and you're coming into it, you know, it's like, oh, I love Jackie, the charming person. You know, the charming. Like, I love his personality and how it shines through. I feel like that's. I feel like some of that's here. But his character is such a jerk, is such an unlikable jerk so often. This and he's movie. not a very good cop either. <laughs> no, no. But but I, but I you know. Ultimately, I don't feel like that matters, just because the mm-hmm. the stunts are so one of a kind. They're so exceptional, and they're so like nothing that we'll ever see again in film. Oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, overall, I highly recommend this movie for the for the stunt work. Yeah, it's on. Um, <clears throat> I need to pick it up. It's the they put this one and the second one on uh, Blu-ray for Shout Factory. Nice. So definitely want to pick those up. Uh, where do you fall on this, Bert? Some of your feelings. I very much agree with you. It's not my favorite Jackie movie overall. It's my favorite Jackie fight of all time at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, Drunken Master 2 is his masterpiece. I uh, know I, I like movies like Wheels on Meals, Dragons Forever, uh, The Project Days. I like those better as movies and Dragon Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with like the storytelling is kind of absent here. And, you know, Miracles, which was his remake of um, the Frank Capra movie, Pocket Full of Miracles, is actually a well-directed movie, you know, kind of, you know, Hong Kong diva with Anita Moy kind of stuff in there. But um, I think more enjoyable overall as a movie, at least for maybe Western audiences. And like I say, you know, maybe this humor just doesn't carry over to our eyes as well, you know. Right. Something's lost in translation, maybe. So, or or even to time. I mean, this was a different period in time where this is almost you know, thirty years ago. Yeah. Yeah. This movie is as old as I am. <laughs> Holy cow! Wow. Uh, we're getting up there, Casey. We are. We are. Yeah. But that's okay. That's okay because we still have a uh, a history of great films and art to enjoy. Yeah. So, and this is not the last Jackie Chan movie we will discuss. Oh, almost certainly not. I I definitely think we have to do a Drunken Master two episode. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. If if you want to get a Jackie Chan movie where you get the, your most fights per second <laughs> or action per second, uh, my favorite is probably uh, Snake in the Eagle Shadow. There's like 20 fight scenes in that movie. Sure. Yeah. If you're if you're looking for most fights, this is not your movie. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's really my main complaint. There's just like we have these incredible fight scenes, but there's just too much filler. 
Yeah, so, like I said, they might have shot this movie in a month, for all I know. Oh, I, I think that's very likely. Yeah. I mean, J- Jackie said that this was filmed in his own house. <laughs> this was <laughs> with his own money. So, <laughs> so was the gangster's mansion his mansion? Possibly. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't specify. They didn't. You know that he. He said, unfortunately, at the time, none of us knew what a making of was, so we didn't do one of those. <laughs> but he just. He just mentions it was. Uh, there were there, there were parts in his own house. So I would assume that the gangster's mansion is his house. Yeah, well, that would make the most sense. Yeah. So I think this is an absolute. You know, you have to see it though. Oh yeah. Because definitely. of where it is in film history. And even if even if you just want to skip around to those those sequences, you still need to see those sequences. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, um. So as promised, we're not gonna tell you what we're gonna do next week because I don't want to jinx it. Even though this is a movie that we both have our hands on. <laughs> I'm Nothing not should happen. Curse. Yeah. That's right. So just look forward to it. I will say it's something that relates to uh, our plans to do a review of The Raid 2 when we can. I'm not going to say when that date's going to be because, for all we know, then suddenly they'll pull it from theaters in our areas. Yeah, I know. We're not exactly in New York or L.A., so nationwide to some movie studios does not really mean nationwide. It means New York, L.A., and a few other places that are not New York and L.A. So, But we did get the first raid in my hometown. Me too. So yeah. I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. But uh, but yeah. But, but we're not doing the raid two next week. We're doing something else. I'll I'll just say it's a John Carpenter movie. Yeah. Uh, so look forward to that, guys. Until then, I'm Casey Mitchum. And I'm Burton Cody. Stay bloody, my friends. <laughs> Oh, sir.